Yo, yeah. so uh, they only gave us one beer ticket tonight. Like, what do you mean one beer ticket? Like they gave us one single beer ticket for the entire band. So yeah. we're just sharing one beer tonight? Fuck no, I stole the whole row of beer tickets. Hell so we're getting yeah. fucked up tonight. That's what I'm fucking talking about. Yeah.
What's up, everybody? This is Zach Crow with the Jam Space Podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. That's my Bill Burr intro. Uh, uh, if you ever listen to Bill Burr Monday Morning Podcast, that's how he does his thing. It's a really cool podcast. I'm a big nerd. Anyways, what you just heard is a banging ass track from Holy Death Trio. It is the opening track of their new album, Introducing. Um, I had the pleasure of working with these guys in December. They go in the studio uh, down in Austin. They had a lot of uh, tracks ready to go. They need help with some lyrics with. I actually jotted down the lyrics to that song on the way to their studio from the airport in Austin. And when we got there, I, uh, I let them hear what I was working on. They liked it. And we made it happen right there on the spot. It was the most collaborative thing I've ever done. And it was a lot of fun, and everything fell right together. <clears throat> Today's guest is Mr. John Rosales, the frontman for the same band, Holy Death Trio. We're going to talk about their new album that just came out in September. It's their debut release on a label. Uh, we get into that, what it's like coming in from obscurity to now uh, essentially having the entire Ripple Music family um behind them so before we get into the episode real quick i want to give you guys a sneak preview exclusively here on the jam space podcast this is some unmixed tracks that i've been working on for my new album i've been talking about my new album to you guys i want you to know i'm not bullshitting okay there's things out of my control that are keeping me from wrapping these things up and the timely manner that I would like to. Uh, but just so you guys know that I am working hard. I'm doing what I can when I can. I want to let you hear a sneak preview of this song, Eyes Bleed Red. It's a song we used to play when I was in a band called uh, Stoned or The Freak Show, whichever band it was. Um, and Arpy wrote this song. Ryan Petty wrote this song. But Daniel and I were also in the band. It was a three-part you know, three deal, so technically one third of the song i contributed but we're gonna have rp come in and do the vocals on this in the studio uh as soon as we can get them out here but i i recorded the scratch track for the vocals hope you guys enjoy this song is called eyes bleed red and it's going to be on my new album natural causes Open my eyes I'm flying So blind Tripped on 
Hello. What is up, John? How you doing? Hey, man. Pretty good. I'm actually uh, was just watching Kiss live, um, which is one of the greatest concerts I've seen. I saw that you went to Kiss. Did you not? Fuck yeah, dude. I went and saw Kiss, man. I took my kiddos there. It was great, dude. It was such a blast. Paul Stanley was flying across the stage. Yep. Man, that is like one thing that is missing from the world of rock and roll right now. It's just like giant rock and roll performances. I saw them twice. I was in California and I was just looking like, what's going on today? And I was there with my girlfriend. I was like, what the fuck? Kiss is playing right? Tickets for $9. Now we are back. We had some technical difficulties. I don't know what was up with that, but here we are. John, you were saying you saw Kiss. I did see Kiss and then also uh, I am very impressed that you built a fucking studio. You, first of all, you bought a house, you found a fucking badass job, and you built a studio from fucking scratch. Like, what the fuck? Who even does that? I didn't even know you had the skills to do that. Hey. And that was impressive. It's crazy. I've had um, every job that it takes to to do something like that throughout my life, man. I've worked in every one of those trades, so it all accumulated into this one point in time. But yeah, thank you, thank I mean, you very much, man. Uh, that means a lot. You know, I uh, busting my ass on that building. Mm-hmm. I've been busting my ass for like five years to get us where we are now. I mean, that's been my goal for a long time: is to buy us a house. You know. And then, fuck, that way I can start building stuff for myself because whenever you're just renting and stuff, you can't really start, like, building, you know, because eventually Mm -hmm. you're going to be moving away. So Yeah, that's why I'm kind of investing in mobile assets as far as, like, trailers and stuff because I really don't know if I want to stay in Texas forever, even though Texas is a fucking hotbed for everything right now, but I don't necessarily know if I want to be here forever. So, I mean, it's, it's fucking awesome that you've figured out a spot that you're okay with being in. And honestly, Arizona slash New Mexico area seems like if you're a touring band, that's where you'd want to be. Because you want to be able to get to California, you want to be able to get to Texas. And I'm sorry, East Coast. But, uh, you know, eventually you'll make your way there. But the two hotbeds, California Texas, you're right there. Yeah, no doubt, man. I, I love Texas, too, man. I, I romanticize uh, moving back to Texas and shit like that. But uh, mm-hmm. you got a certain level of freedom here that you yep. don't have in Texas, man. For one, weed's legal. You know, you don't have no to worry shit. about getting shot for a fucking gram mm-hmm. of weed or some crazy shit like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> True, man. And uh, the economy's booming out here, so... I, I was uh I was on the fence of settling down here or going to Austin because I could see everything yeah. going down over there. But I think I made the right decision, man. And you know, Austin's not For going sure. anywhere. Yeah, I mean, also you have a steady job there, and like finding a house in Texas right now is a fucking nightmare. Like people are just not even blind seeing the house and just buying it before someone else does because you know it's people are moving here like crazy so i definitely think you're in the right spot and doesn't mean you have to stay there forever no no as a matter of fact the same thing's happening people coming over here from california you know and they're uh raising the value of everything so since i've moved in here the value has already gone way up on my home so as long as they right. keep on doing that, man, everything inflates, you know. I'll, I'll sell this bitch in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, so, what's up, brother? You released your album, man, Introducing Holy Dead Trio on September 17th, which, by the way, is my oldest daughter's birthday, my firstborn child. What a coincidence. Cool. Yeah, I love the yeah, synchronicity. Jimi Hendrix died uh, right around, I mean, that was, uh, I think, the next day or that night, too. And yeah. uh, War Pigs by Black Sabbath was released at the same time. So that's insane. A lot of your synchronicity. Just, yeah. <laughs> has a badass date. <laughs> So how how has that been for you, man? Uh, give us the scoop. What's it been like re- uh, releasing this album on a, on a label with Ripple Music, working with yeah, Blasco? Um, Tell us about it. Okay, so it has been a blessing and a nightmare at the same time. I feel like labeling ourselves as Stunner Rock might have been a mistake. You know, I do like that crowd and that audience, and I think maybe that's why it got so much attention and was so unique is because we're not a stone rock band you know uh, we are a rock band we're a rock and roll heavy rock band the same as black sabbath jimmy hendrix led zeppelin deep purple all that shit you know we got number one on doom charts uh doom charts congrats a lot of people thank you man uh, a lot of people are sharing this dude we got on some official playlists from apple music to amazon to everything and it's crazy because i've been sharing our spotify stats which showed that we had you know almost forty thousand streams of this album for today but the fucking itunes stats are off the fucking chart in other countries today it was just like you just hit 1000 plays in uh berlin a thousand plays in croatia and i'm like what the fuck who the fuck is listening to this album over there but and that's got iTunes. nothing to do with you. It's got everything to do with like uh, the the scene surrounding you. Dooms, doomed and stoned, uh, mm-hmm. doom charts, all that shit. They reach all those areas. Yeah, and it's the playlist, man. Yeah, that's uh-huh. the shit. That's that. You know, someone looks up doom and they find a playlist. For some reason, we're on official doom playlist. Which that's what I'm saying. Like it's a curse and a blessing. Um, I think we're more of a rock band, but I think the reason why the album was getting so much attention is because it's different. Uh, it's not just straight, you know, dun, 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 dun. no, I, and I've different. seen I've seen comments on your guys' social media saying this isn't even Doom or this isn't mm-hmm. even Stoner, and it's like fucking fuck off, dude. <laughs> that's why I replied. It was like, dude, that's why it's so impressive that we're on Doom charts number one. We're not even Doom, yeah. but um, I think yeah, Stoner I, Rock is just an umbrella for hard rock, man. It's just a better way of describing hard rock because. Hard rock can get misconstrued with mainstream yes. shit. I mean, they've called like uh, Three Doors Down has been called hard rock. You know <sighs> what I mean? Yeah. And so it is hard rock. It's it's hard to fucking uh, define yourself in such broad terms. Mm-hmm. And stoner rock is a more like when we talk about stoner rock, we know that we're not talking about shit that's on the radio, you know. But we're really just talking about hard rock. But it's underground yeah. hard rock. Stoner rock is just underground hard rock. And then yeah. it, it gets stonery. It, it, it gets really niche. <laughs> you, you know? Yeah. It, it can get really niche, but it's really just a broad umbrella for today's heavy underground rock music. Yes, exactly. Heavy underground music. That's why when people, and I've talked to John Geese and other people, or and Bucky Brown, they're like, it is, it's the heavy underground charts. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, doom charts, you know, people think it's doom and they get the wrong impression, but it's the heavy underground charts. Um, and over time, people will slowly start to understand that. It's just like, you know, these days of convenience and all that, people don't want to read the finer lines and just say, doom, this ain't doom. 
it's heavy underground. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've made an impact. And, and right now, I'm, I'm ready for album two. And that's what we are 100% ready to go. Tomorrow, we have a rehearsal. We're going to get back in there into the studio. And I like that the band that we're working with right now, everybody is ready to get in there and fucking write and just try different ideas and record different ideas. And man, um, if you like the first album, the second album, it's just going to be an extension to that, but more, more curated to that heavy, fast, I don't want to say punk. When I say punk, people might think more like the casualties, but it's not. Uh, the punk rock is just the fucking attitude that we, and the lyrics that we put to it. But dude, album two is going to be the shit. That's awesome, man. I'm glad to hear that. Are you guys going to be recording with the same guy? Yep. And when we do, we just moved into a jam space that is in the same uh, building as he is. Sweet. And we got a really good deal and we're sharing with another band. And I'm really happy because it's, it's really easy to do pre production. When we start recording, literally, our instruments are already right there. We just need to move them down to the next room. So, um, dude, it, it's going to be great. Uh, Charles, Scary American, he is probably the most underrated artist. Uh, engineer, producer, there is. Dude, he has a number one album on the fucking Billboard charts. Or I don't know if they're number one now still, but dude, anybody, I think we might be possibly one of the only stoner rock bands who has been recorded and produced by somebody who has a number one Billboard charting fucking album. Uh, It's insane. This guy is so fucking good. I spoke to Charles briefly, and he told me that he w- has worked with uh, Mudvayne, and he th- I think today is the day. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of good bands, man. Yeah, I mean, shit, it goes on. Swans, fucking yeah. Trail of the Dead. Um, you know, Whiskey Myers is the one that got him number one. Wow. Uh, and, and he's working on their next album. Uh-huh. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk too much about where they're going with the next album, but, sure. dude... Um, oh, Whiskey I'm, Myers I'm is just, going doom, huh? I'm saying it right here on the jam <laughs> right. space. Whiskey Myers is going straight stoner rock on the next album. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> right? No, but uh, man, uh, I'm just I'm happy to work with guys. He's, he's really easy to work with, and and that's what we need is somebody who who makes it a peaceful place to create, and that's a hundred percent necessary. Any of these asshole fucking attitudes. Uh, we were gonna go with another engineer, but he he uh, referred to one of my riffs as, oh, you know, this is a little too gay. Maybe try something less gay. Oh like, my goodness! Not that I'm upset about calling it gay because I'm not because I say gay all the time. Uh-huh. It's just like, oh, this is what it's going to be like in the studio just like you know locker room talk and just like you know talking down on each other why would you say something like that to somebody you're doing a service for (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my goodness that's crazy i'm I'm having engineer problems too man i uh the guy i record with he's just so fucking busy that every album that uh, i take mm -hmm. on it just takes a fucking year to get it done you know so i uh Mm -hmm. Uh, but man, no. I was just sharing with my uh, drummer the you have your whole life to record your first album, and only six months to record your next one. Right, and if you, you know, can't get it done in six months, what's the rush, man? Yeah, yeah. 
No, I, exactly. And if you can't yeah. get in and get the album recorded, like you got all the material. This is my frustration. I got the material ready. I, I had a whole plan on like hitting it hard. You know, here's one album, mm-hmm. boom. Here's another album, and just just or here's a new song that's not even on that. You know, something to keep the ball rolling. And then it's scheduling conflict that keeps me from yep. getting in there. And that, that just it, it appears that I'm not. Uh, doing shit but i i got plenty of shit to be doing i just don't have the means to well not the mm-hmm. means it's not even me it's the, it's the guy i work with you know so that's a little bit frustrating yeah but- well you know our guy is the same way he has tons of projects he works every day man he must be making a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars a year i don't know that's but amazing. i know he's doing good um, but he's still, he's pretty fucking damn quick about his mixing and shit. Like, I think we were done recording the album completely in December, and by February we had final mixes ready to go. And uh, he also had a full month with Whiskey, Whiskey Myers, and like right when he said, he was like, right at the end of February, I'm going to mix your album, and boom, it was done. And, you know, it is a lot of time, but for a full fucking album, having it done December, done in February, it's pretty good for me. Yeah, fuck oh. yeah. And then you yeah. guys had plenty of time to set it up and everything. And the album has top-of-the-line production, man. Uh, along you. with your guys' songwriting, great songs. Everything aligned on this release, I believe. You guys got Thank you. a great band, a great sound, really cool songs. And on top of that, yeah. a fucking phenomenal production. And, yeah. Uh, all those things together. I mean, there's no, and there's no wonder why why the album's doing so well. Yeah, let's talk production because I watched the documentary with I don't know if it was documentary, but it was um, Paul uh, Paul McCartney and Rick Rubin. Yes, yes, and you know he they really talk about the process of Beatles songs, and we did the, the same approach. We recorded one song a day, and we really focused on getting the performance right. Take three, and it was like oh, you know, take five is the best one. We went with that. We started to dub over that. We took one song a day. Each song cost us a lot of money, and we decided to do it that way. And I, I just I wanted to take that approach of making sure we perfected every fucking song. Um, and I believe that is the ultimate approach. If you want that, you know, um, dark side of the moon, you know, fucking Sergeant Pepper's like sound like where an you can album. really do something and mm-hmm. bring an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he produced you guys, which out of all mm-hmm. the, uh, what I mean is like bringing out of you guys what you got, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Bringing even more yep. out of you. And that's something I've never had the experience with is somebody that pushes you, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's the perfect guy for that. Yeah, well, I mean, all the music was there, and he was just kind of a master of the tones and what he knew he wanted to hear and the types of guitars and all that. Dude, we went through like six or seven different cabs and everything. And Yeah, man, the guitar tone tough. is fucking great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I uh, I need to get that tone, dude. <laughs> Less is more orange, man. I was using a TH-30 on that, on that, that album. Man, this guy got a TH100 for sale over here in the valley, Mm -hmm. dude. And I'm like biting my nails, man. (laughs) Sell me your rocker verb and you can buy that TH100. (laughs) There you go. We'll do it. I I picked up the OR15 today. Nice, dude. Yeah, I love it, man. For the studio, that's the way to go. No doubt. Um, Yeah. So 
Yeah, all the albums I've ever done, man, I never had anybody like uh, producing me. We just kind of uh, go in there and track our own thing. Like, we're here to do this one thing, and here we go. Yeah. Uh, I never had anybody with like all the gear at their disposal where you can go and try different tones and shit mm -hmm. like that. But you guys got a monstrous tone, and sounds great. Yeah, you know, it, it did cost us a little more than I thought. And the next album, I'm willing to, uh, I'm, I'm saying it's going to cost $20,000 because not only do I want to do it track by track, I want to add more, and I want a vocal producer on this one. I know exactly what the fuck I want to get out of this. Uh, that's what I'm saying. This next album, it, you think this one's good, just fucking wait. And also, I just got to say, I'm sorry to anybody who has bought the album and haven't got the vinyl yet. That's what I was going to say. It's been a blessing and a nightmare, but the vinyl still isn't fucking out yet. And I keep seeing stupid fucking articles where it's like, Adele released 500,000 vinyl, and that's why it's blocked up. I don't fucking know what's going on right now, but, dude, vinyl is backed up like motherfucker. Well, hold on a second, man. Who the fuck is listening to Adele that's like, I got to get this shit on vinyl? They released five hundred thousand. I thought of they that didn't even like her song because she lost all that weight. <laughs> I don't know. Such a crazy. But, no, I, I, I'm being facetious, you know. But uh, yeah. seriously, I don't. I didn't think that people that listen to mainstream pop music were into vinyl. Yeah. But Todd oh, was telling also, me the same thing that they produced those vinyl yeah. and uh, the vinyl companies. You know, they got to take the large orders before they'll do mm -hmm. the, the smaller orders. So. Yeah, and uh, I saw this, you know, article also, and it was like the punk rock labels that kept vinyl alive, you know, mm -hmm. in the '90s, because vinyl was dead for a long time. And now and they're getting the, ignored, huh? Yeah, and now they're getting ignored, and they're the ones that even kept it alive. And now that the major labels are like, "Oh shit, people are buying vinyl. Hey, let's record, let's release a hundred thousand of this one." And now yeah, yeah, we'll fucking we'll vinyl. drop fifty thousand of them into the ocean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I'm sure that's happened to a lot of them. Have you ever watched that show that was on HBO called Vinyl? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I love that show. I didn't finish it, but man. Uh, that's yeah, a great was... show. It showed them doing shit like that, too. Oh, that was just dumping records yeah. off in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, that scene with New York Dolls and then the fucking apartment thing, building yeah. collapses. Collapses. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I was waiting on that thing to go for second season, and it never got picked yeah. up, man. Total bummer. But mm -hmm. yeah, dude. So... <clears throat> How has things changed for you guys? Uh, what what type of opportunities like has? How are things different now that the album okay. is out? Uh, now that it's out, I think that we've made a statement that we're serious fucking rock band, and we've had to make some changes in the band. Um, that you know, we're not just going to go party. We're not going to the show, the next show. We're going to fucking party. Like we're like there's hype only lasts for so fucking long you know, as a band. And yes, we released one kick-ass album, but are we going to get the next one down or the next one? So I want to double time. I want to make sure we the band is working hard. I, my thing, and I read this guy, this quote from Kurt Cobain, uh, a professional band re, uh, rehearses three times a week. I want my band to at least rehearse twice, maybe three, maybe four, but I want to put in the time. I want hardworking fucking musicians in the band who are ready to fucking put in the work and really fucking make a great album. Uh, and it's hard. It's so fucking hard these days when you got full-time jobs and shit like that. So we're, we're trying to relocate the entire band to the same city. We're trying to get more rehearsals in. We want, when people see our band, to 
you know, they're going to tell that we put in fucking 50 hours of rehearsal before they saw us play. And right now it's just like establishing, you know, roles in the band, who does what, who does when, you know, and also like hard work. I want you to, when you see our band, you're going to know what the fuck this band f- rehearses, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I read the same stuff of Kurt Cobain saying that, uh, now you really should be jamming like I mean a, a band is like a full time job you need to treat it like mm-hmm. that you know and then like it you can said, be a party if you but... have a full time job and then add a family onto that I mean it's damn near impossible oh yes <laughs> you know I don't know how you do it man but you're able to make it work I I do what I can when yeah. I can you know and I yeah. I to me I don't need to constantly be in the public eye, uh, when mm-hmm. I get when I get ready for something, I'll be ready, and then everybody will know. You know? Yeah. That's just the way. Oh, it, for sure. That's the way the it has to, to be put, for me. Yeah, put more music out there, and uh-huh. you you have the studio, you have all that there, dude. Yeah. I live in a fucking apartment. I have to travel forty five minutes just to even get to rehearsal space. You know, like for you, just fucking make music, man. That's all that matters. That's it, I, man. I I'm gonna start yeah. getting more. Uh, better microphones and some good preamps yes. and shit and i just want to have it set up to where if i'm in the mood we go out there we push one button and we go exactly yeah. that's what i want and, and i'm almost there man um but also i do have to get off the phone soon um okay and i wanted to touch on possibly the future of where things are going um let's talk about it all day today i spent uh, turning our photos, some of our best photos, into NFTs to be used as posters for your music venue or your house in the metaverse. And if you don't know what the metaverse is, it's basically like you know Animal Crossing or The Sims on your wall. You can put a Holy Death Trio poster on there, and there's only maybe six or ten of them out there, and only those people get to put them up in their fucking walls. You might think it's stupid now, but in the next five to ten years, like trust me, dude. During COVID, Animal Crossing, I think, was the most popular fucking game. I mean, just fucking wait till they really launch this amazing, you know, metaverse uh, package. And then when you go see a concert in the metaverse, it's going to be like Metalocalypse. You know, you're going to see this fucking insane thing, performance, where that it's almost like an animated show, but it's actually the band playing. Um, So right now, I'm prepping for that. I'm starting to put our turn on music and images and things like that and uploading it and i think that every musician should do some research into what an nft is and how it works because i goddamn guarantee you man fuck the record labels you can be your own entity uh, just by looking into this stuff man so you say there's going to be like five or six of these posters, and then in the met- within the metaverse, people will be able to trade that back and forth, right? It, it'll go yeah. up in value, almost like Bitcoin or something. Yeah. So let's just say, um, you know, to keep it real small, uh, you know, let's just say it is something like Animal Crossing, right? Where you make your studio that's in your that you that you just built and it's that space and you recreate it in the metaverse put the drum set where it is and then on your walls you know you can put this holy death trio uh poster that you bought on that wall and you're one of five people that actually own that thing you know when you do sell it it's just crazy because like the value jumps because it's like so minimal uh and right now there's like there's like 
software and hardware that's being created to where, you know, you can like scan something and it can it'll go into the metaverse to where someone can actually physically kind. Uh, sorry when I say physically, but someone could actually grab a copy of your album and open it up and listen to it in there. Um, it's just crazy what's coming, man. And it's like, I, I think it's it's kind of important to be aware of what NFTs are because, dude, um, shit is changing so fucking fast, man. And fuck the record labels and fuck what they've been doing to us and fuck Spotify. You know what I mean with this dumbass streaming shit giving you a cent? Like, like it, we're about musicians are about to take over and be able to like charge what the fuck they want to listen to music, and it's just a matter of time before those platforms are built for us to be able to do that. Um, well, I like where your head is, man. Yeah. I like uh, the fact that you're thinking about this stuff, and I know obviously we're headed that direction. And I, I'm still old school, you know. I'd rather just meet Same up. Same here. I'd rather meet up in person. Let's go to the concert in real life, you know. Uh, do you mm-hmm. think this... Me too. Is this really going to take on like that, man? I mean, look. Yep. I, yes, it is. I wouldn't mind fucking... I get it. Sleep is playing in Denver or something. I can't get to Denver. Yeah. Let's watch this shit in the metaverse. But yep. also, it's like... Fuck, where does that go to? You know what I mean? It, the metaverse is the matrix, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, where you put on the bodysuit and you can feel the bass hitting you all yeah. over your body and you have these like super high quality fucking headphones. I don't know, you know, who knows like <laughs> where it's, uh, things are going to be in five to ten years. But uh, one thing that is a fact that with NFTs, like band, I've seen bands like Revancourt and Heat release NFTs. You know, basically what it is, is complete digital ownership of this thing. You completely digitally own this image of this band. And right now it doesn't seem like anything crazy because it's such in the early stages. But in five and ten years, people will be like, oh, shit, look at this badass digital image that I own. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I listen yeah, to man, a lot of podcasts and right they, they've been talking a lot about the NFTs too, man. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fucking we're moving fast dude we're moving fast man and well okay so in the 60s they're saying the dawning of the age of aquarius age of aquarius is you know communication and then supposedly right around 2012 is when we hit boom now we're in the new age the age of information and then what do you fucking know everybody has a fucking phone when you need to look up something you get on google you search for the fucking information has never been more easily accessible than it is now we're in the age of aquarius we're in the age of fucking information you know since 2012 and on fucking shit has changed and it's going fucking light years faster than you think who knows maybe we're going in a positive direction maybe we're going in a negative direction but uh i don't know i just like to be aware I think as long as we keep it human, you know, then we can be positive. I mean, there's a lot of negative shit in the world, but most people, uh, we all just want the same things. We want to take care of our family. We want, mm-hmm. we want to be happy. We want to be left alone by yeah. by Big Brother. And, Dude, and that's what I'm saying. I, I'm so proud of you to own a house and a studio and all that shit. Dude, that, what you got, like, you're living the dream. You know, while well, a lot of us are like, we got to be in Austin because it's where the music scene's at. And yeah. we're like eating corn dogs and shit. And, and you know, uh, a lot of people, they think, oh, I'm in my 30s. I'm a loser for doing this. But you know what? 
Never fucking give up. Who gives a fuck what anybody thinks? You playing a kick-ass rock band, you're in Austin, Texas. I'm talking about, you know, yeah. like general people. Or, right. you know, maybe own a house in Arizona and you make music there. doesn't matter. Like, keep making the music. And, man, it sucks because I was completely opposite about this. I was like, fuck the digital world. But, no, yeah. you know, right now, really all you need to do is be able to promote yourself properly online. And, and like, people out there will listen to your music. Yeah, man, I'm pretty close to being totally self-sustainable. I'm glad you recognize that, man, because that's what I've been striving for for about 10 fucking years. Um, and, yeah, the digital space, man, is crazy. But um, it's like with music and stuff, you know, I, I like to put out music. and But <laughs> there was like a point in time where I was listening to a lot of these I don't want to name any names, man. I was subscribing to a lot of these people on Instagram that try to tell your tell you what to do to be a successful band. If you yep. want your band to succeed, you need to do this and this and this mm -hmm. and this. And I just, I don't know. Do you really need to do all that? How about, you never talk about like putting out, writing a good song, you know? How about you just write a good fucking song, you know? I, I, yeah, I just, you're onto something because those people, all, a lot of them aren't even musicians. They yeah, don't write songs. They could They're just never telling you what put you should out, be doing. Yeah, they would never be able to <laughs> yeah. write an epic album, you know. But they'll mm -hmm. tell you what to do and how to do it, you know. And then, and yeah. then, and then they'll be like, and then what you need to do is make more content. So how do you make more yeah. content? You make more content by telling other people <laughs> the same shit that you heard from this guy. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's uh, it's like a Ponzi fucking uh, pyramid yep. scheme. You know? Take it as a, with a grain of salt. Uh -huh. uh, I know exactly what you mean. They're gatekeeping. I, I, you know? There's yeah. like an old guard. That's another thing I realized, too. There's an old guard to rock music. Man, why are all these online publications still talking about fucking... Megadeth and fucking Dave Ellison and all these fucking Bruce Dick. Who yep. gives a fuck, man? I get it. I re give respect where it's due, but dude, that shit yeah. was fucking 30, 40 years ago, man. Mm -hmm. Give us yeah, something it, new, man. Why do we? Why are we yeah. talking about this shit right dude, now? Dude, when we get on metal injection and stuff, it's like, uh, did did uh Carrie King's cat? Uh, <laughs> yeah. really run away yeah it was like hey david fucking spade release a metal album or some shit and then like all the way in the bottom it's like holy death trio's new album no. or you know yeah. mother iron horse's new album and like i look at that and it's like i always like screenshot what's next to our bands because it's yeah. really i i think when i did it it was like carrot king's cat or something i'm like oh god come on man like, <laughs> you know but for me music is about expression man i i want to express yeah. myself I, it's in me it's in mm -hmm. me to put it out you know i want to uh write something make you feel something you know uh and i love songwriters i've always loved songwriters i've always Same. loved bob dylan chris christopherson you know fucking towns mm -hmm. van Sant. I can love talents, people, yeah. People like Lou Reed, you know, the song. I love songs, mm. man. And music and art to me is about total expression. Mm. And that shit can get clouded up with a lot of narcissism and self-indulgence whenever you're trying to yeah. uh, promote that amongst the masses, you know. Uh, and and that shit doesn't make me feel good, because <laughs> I'm yeah. like I'm like yeah man I'm really trying to push this shit out but it's like man how much am I gonna talk about myself? 
yeah. I know. Yeah. That's why it's hard having your own name as a band. It really is rough. Yeah. I know friends that it's like, well, just my personal social media, now my music page. Yeah. Um, but hey, look, I, I don't want to keep you too long. You got to get the phone, but I got to leave you with one thing. Um, the ma- statistics have shown that the YouTube creators that have 1 million subscribers and that are most successful have been posting videos for 10 years plus. So what that means is they did not give up for 10 fucking years and kept creating content and creating content, which means keep making music, keep doing what you're doing over time. It will pay off. It always will pay off. Just never give up. Never doubt yourself completely. Just believe in yourself. And like you're saying, you know, you like songwriters, you write songs, just keep fucking releasing songs, man. Fuck what anybody thinks. Uh, And over time, trust me, people will listen. I'm listening. Yeah. I'm paying attention. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think people uh, really value like, um, what's the word? Like real shit. Like, um, god damn it, I can't think of the word. Sincere. You know, people value. Yes. People value sincerity uh, and authenticity. Yeah. And, and you can <laughs> you look at these island boy dudes, man. They blew the fuck up, man. Viral. And then a week mm-hmm. later, a week later, there's a video of him getting beat up by his girlfriend and crying like a little bitch. I don't know. If uh, I know. I don't so know if you've seen yeah. that video. But yeah. when you're when you're in shallow waters like that, man, you're in yeah. shallow waters. Virility, virility is shallow, man, because the things that go viral are. Yeah, are, 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 they're not very like wholesome things. And then you see these people blast up to stardom, and then the next week they're being torn the fuck back down, dude. You know what and I mean? And you know what? That shit doesn't hurt them. It just makes them more popular, sadly. <laughs> and that's that's yeah. the sad reality of it. <laughs> people are watching that shit to make fun of them. Yeah, but, And they don't even have to record a song to have the most popular song out there that everybody's singing. So it's like, uh, fuck, I don't even want to be in that space, you know? <laughs> yeah. I try to do something you. sincere. But no, I get yeah. it, man. Hey, thank you so much, John, for coming on. I know you got to go, uh, but... I want to say congratulations on your album, dude. Congratulations you, on man. all your guys' success. I hope to see you guys make it over the seas for festival season next year. You know, hundred percent, man. We already have some things aligned, and right now we're just we want to get the next album out and premiere one song. My goal. I'm not saying what label we're going with. I, I what I want to do is just record the album and release one single, and with that single. I'm going to say, this is what we got. Who wants to work with us? And of course, I fucking love Ripple. I want to work with Ripple. They're most likely going to be who we're going with. But I'm going to put that out there and just show a piece. Guarantee you, this next fucking album is going to be a goddamn game changer. Um, And yes, dude, thank you for listening, man. Thank you for being badass. Thank you for having a platform for us to speak on. And yeah, dude, let's just keep on keeping on. For sure. I'm going to look into my schedule, bro, and see when I can get down there in December, and hopefully oh, yes. we can we get together. Single. Yep. All right, John. Well, hey, man, okay. have a good night. Enjoy your weekend, and you thank too. you for being on here, man. Thanks, Tyndall. All right, man. You have a good one. Later. Later, dude. I want to thank John Rosales for coming on the Jam Space podcast. I wish them the best of luck in all their future endeavors. Um... I'm very grateful for the opportunity to have worked with them and and subsequently 
had some of my own work featured on uh, Ripple Music release, which has been a goal of mine for the past six or seven years now. So I said it on the last show, man. Rolling Stone said it best. You don't always get what you want, but you get what you need if you try. You know what I mean? Uh, as far as on our front here, we are got we have some big things coming up in the future. We've launched our own label, Jam Space Records, which is what I released my last solo album on. All the same, uh, I believe uh, the Who Do I Kill Eye for an Eye release is on Jam Space Records as well. That's something I should really know, but up to this point, it doesn't really matter. What we do from here is gonna be pretty damn cool. What you're hearing in the background is my drummer, Angel. Uh, he's doing his own thing, man. It's called Squoose, and we're going to be releasing this on Jam Space Records for you guys very soon. Um, it's not stone rock. It's not hard rock. It's very uh, very much industrial, uh, laid-back, lo-fi hip-hop beats to study to. <laughs> um, so... On the other hand, I got Daniel sitting right here next to me. Daniel, say what's up to everybody. How's it going, everybody? And he's getting ready to release some solo stuff as well. And so let's give you guys a little sneak peek of that right now. This is a very old song we wrote. Uh, it still needs a little bit of work. Um, and we are pulling this out of our ass on the fly right now. So go ahead and hit it, Dano. My brain is the grain falling through the cracks Of all the dirty hands that pass One washes the other one brother to another Think I left my head in the trash Clean slate, I can't recall a thing The birds all sing but my ears are ringing And I'm not sure, tell me where do we go from here? Baby girl, can you keep it alive? I'm giving you a one-way ticket to rise See your soul, I kind of shiver inside You remind me of myself again Baby girl, can you keep it alive? I've been giving you a one-way ticket to rise See your soul, kind of shiver inside You remind me of myself again You guys have a good night out there